is going on. It's JMW. It's Fresh X. And we are the International Professional Podcasters, the Hoopers. What's going on, players? So we've been at this podcast thing for a minute now, and I'm pretty sure y'all wondering, man, I don't know if I could be a podcaster, how much would it cost? But using the Anchor app is absolutely free. It's free and it's easy to do. You can record from your phone, you can record on your computer, even on your iPad or whatever you use. So it's super simple. Now you've got it set up, you know that you can do it. You're thinking, man, now how do I get listeners? How do I put it out there? Anchor also provides that for you, considering that they put you on different platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can't be international if people don't hear you. And they also set it up for you where you can make money off of your listeners, but no, no minimum listenership. So all you got to do, go to anchor.fm, download the app, and everything you need is right here. So it's us once again, the international professional podcaster, John W. And Fresh X. You the hoopers. Peace out, players. So, very, very, very unhooper related, but I have to talk my my shit for a second. I'm not even gonna talk shit. I'm just gonna say shout out to LSU. Joe Burrow just won the Heisman. We undefeated. We going to the playoffs. We destroyed Alabama. We destroyed Auburn. We destroyed Georgia. We're going to destroy whoever's next, and we're going to win the national championship. Shout out to LSU. LSU. That's all I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, John W. It's Fresh X. We are the Hoopers. What's going on? It's the Hoopers. It's been a minute since we did one. A couple a weeks. Been upgrading some things. Did you? I want to so, um, start with something. Shout out to that. Yeah, shout out to this. Shout out to the process of progress. The, that was the, is it the Sacramento Kings and the Milwaukee Bucks? They're going to play and facilitate a game in prison. I think I was reading something oh, about that. I did not hear this story. Um, yeah. I didn't hear that. I've seen it like twice on Instagram. I don't know how. <clears throat> don't quote me on that if that's a real thing. Excuse me. But I've been seeing it a lot lately. And I was just wondering, like, if that's a real thing, that would be that's kind of cool, right? I mean, what's the, I guess it would depend on what's the idea of behind it. Um, what are they going to do from a prison that you think you heard on Instagram? I know it was, um, I don't remember what exactly what it was for, but I know they're going to they're gonna play a game and then they're going to let them play a game. I guess it was basically like to change the perception of what prison life is somewhat. Like it's not all bad, like you see in TV shows and movies. Cause what I mean, what else would it be for? I guess. But I think the thought of it and the idea of it is cool. It depends on the execution. Is what the real, the you know, the big part of it's gotta be. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't even really know what that angle would be for that. So, I guess I just gotta read some more and find out about it. We'll get back to that later. I actually, I just saw it and I thought it was interesting. Speaking of Milwaukee, seventeen game win streak, number one in the East right now. Giannis t- destroying the league. How you feel about Milwaukee? Milwaukee, uh, yeah, they've been pretty hot so far. Uh, but I expected them to be good. They won sixty games last year, so it's not really surprising that they're good to me again this year. I know they beat Cleveland, or they're beating Cleveland tonight. But um, Giannis is, of course, on the MVP level once again, which uh, 
I mean, I, you expect them to be there every year, but you, they did lose Brogdon, so it's it's cool that they were able to stay in rhythm even without Brogdon. But I'll judge Milwaukee more so in the playoffs. I think in the playoffs. That's what's up. But shout out to Milwaukee. Se- <coughs> excuse me, seventeen game win streaks. Wanted to throw them out there real quick. Hello, sons. We got Frank Kaminsky. Yeah, true. G League coming to new coming to Mexico real soon. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, I figured uh, silver. Because he's been saying for a while that he wanted an international team. In Mexico City, I mean, another international team. Cause the Toronto Raptors. But it just makes sense with Mexico City to travel won't be as harsh. Everybody was thinking been, London. Yeah, that's, <laughs> London has been a place that's been thrown out there. But logistically, that just doesn't make sense, honestly. Um, it's cool to play games in London. But I don't think we need a full team in London. So starting with the G League and um, – G League in New Mexico, it's a good, and it's a good trial run. It's kind of like how they did with the Las Vegas Aces, uh, to put a team, a team in Las Vegas to kind of see can they if they can handle a WNBA team, you know maybe they could handle an NBA team. So, Adam Silver is all about making the money, and expanding the league, growing the game. So shout out to him for working out in Mexico. Maybe. That should be a good look though, and I'm always for more. Another G League team means another. 12, 13 jobs for players. Another opportunity to get Excuse to the me. NBA. So, 13, 13 more people going to get paid. So, shout out to that, too. Right. Creating more jobs is a, that's a, it's always a good look for the league and it's a good look for players and their aspirations to make it to the NBA. Or even just to keep playing basketball at a professional level in general. Just out of love for it and being able to, you know, get paid to play. Right. Yeah, exactly. But on another note, I've been watching Devontae Graham recently, and the numbers he's putting up is really pretty amazing. He's one of six players in the NBA, six or seven, either way. He's in that top range that's averaging 20 points and seven and a half assists. It's him, LeBron, Luka, um, I don't remember the other players, but it's him, LeBron, Luka, and um, but that's he's in there with James them. Harden? Yeah, James Harden. And I believe Trey Young. They're all averaging twenty and seven and a yeah. half assists. So it's been talking about him being an all star. He's putting up all star numbers. And then the East, I'm for him being an all star. Is he really an all star? Charlotte isn't really that good. <clears throat> and you know they I know you're gonna say Kimba was an all star. But Kimba averaged twenty five. That's true, but I think even though they have been bad, I don't think they've been like uncompetitively bad. And you know, you win some games. Yeah, they haven't been there. terrible. They haven't been terrible. You win some games, and then you lose a couple tough games, but you're still playing good regardless. I think the vote. I think the All Star voters look differently at that. You know, and it's. I think it's spots in the East. I think it's spots on All Star team in the East this year. Yeah, it's spots in the East, but I get more serious about All Star. I get more serious about everything. In January, so it's, that's when I really kind of get. I mean, right, Charlotte there in but that's when I really, uh, I really start thinking about my All Stars in January. So I'm gonna let them get through this month, get through a little bit of January. The All Star game is a little bit earlier this year, I believe. This, uh, but he definitely got a chance, and like I say, Charlotte is very competitive, ninth place, but they are under five hundred, so. right? <laughs> So it's not like they're they're really good or they're good. They're they're not that good, but 
I think he he deserves to be in the discussion. He's really been playing well. And I think um, really people thought, you know, going to Charlotte, you know, they signed Terry Rozier and they've been they playing them together. But people thought Terry Rozier, I mean, for one, everybody said that they paid him too much money. Right. So that was definitely a thing. Right. But people thought, okay, we're going to at least see what he's going to do. And Graham kind of just, and this is Graham, he's not a rookie, this is no, second year. No, second year. He's kind of just taking over the spotlight, so it's pretty cool to see. And I, he's doing what he's doing is pretty great. And not to take anything away from what he's doing, because he is playing amazing. He's been our Hooper of the Week before he's been Hooper of the Week. We always try to get him Hooper of the Week, but it is other people we got to, you know, have good nights. Is he balling because of circumstances, or is he really out there hooping and getting all his numbers? And see, that's always a question when a team is, is – not and, that good, right. but since I would say that he really has game because Charlotte isn't terrible. You know, if he was just hooping and they were like three and whatever it is, right. like, all right, somebody got to score. Right. But when you competitive and in the playoff race and winning games, I think it's some it's some stock into that. So he's having a great year, though, 19 and a half and 7.6. Shoot 42% mm-hmm. from three. And that that's the key. <laughs> that's the key. But it's weird nowadays. There's a lot of players that he, he falls into this category. They shoot better from three than they do from the field. It's kind of weird. He's yeah. shooting 41% from the field, but 42% from three. But, I mean, he, he's playing solid. Seven assists a game to three turnovers a game. It's, it's not bad. And he's definitely been a real bright spot for yeah. Charlotte. But to a team that's been a really, really bright spot, I'm a, I'm a, I want to talk about the Lakers for a second. I know that's the cliche team to talk about. That's ESPN choice, but I want to get it. We haven't talked about the Lakers on the no, yeah. for real. Well, we we have talked about them because we, you know, but we haven't talked about them for real since the season started. The Lakers have been looking good, looking and they're really in good. the tough stretch of their um, their schedule. Well, one of the tough stretches of their schedule right now. They're kind of playing the better teams because you know earlier in the season they've been clicking. But they haven't really played until recently teams with winning records. So when I last checked about a week ago, they, they beat only like three teams with winning records when they were like 17 and three in their right. first 20 games or whatever. But they played Miami recently. They got one a tough game, and that was a good, that's a good win. Right, they beat Denver recently. Another good win. Um, so those are, those are good wins. So I think the key to the Lakers is how well LeBron – Duh, how well LeBron <laughs> and Anthony Davis has clicked. But it sounds like duh, but it could be easy for them to, like, clash. They could have not worked. But I think <clears throat> LeBron, Anthony Davis compliments LeBron so well because – He's the ultimate – no disrespect to either one of these players, but he is the ultimate Chris Bosh without another Wade player affecting his numbers. Right. Like, if it was no, if it was no way, and he's already there and set to, he's already ready to shoot off pick and pops. Like he doesn't have to develop that. He's ready to, you kick it to him on the wing, make a move off the dribble. Like Chris Bosh had to learn how to do that. He had a little bit of it from the post to maybe the elbow and in between, and the kind of the middle wing where you don't really want to play it anymore. Right. But Anthony Davis stretches it out to the three-point line, whether it's the corner, the top of the key, or right. the wing. And he's still – the one thing, my one knock um, that has always been on Anthony Davis, I didn't think his post game was that strong. Yeah. Like, he, he, he could take display a better post game this year, uh, especially when he has his opportunities. I think the difference with, with Bosh was Wade was there, so that was crowding some of his space. So, without that other player – 
like Anthony Davis, LeBron wants to handle the ball, and I'm glad that he's playing point guard this year because he get to handle the ball. Point guard, but Brian. then point it's going to be times where he, can re- he can't just give it to Anthony Davis and Anthony Davis can't get a bucket for himself. But Anthony Davis don't really necessarily need the ball. He can throw some lobs to him. He can run pick and rolls with him. But he not necessarily like a Shaq. Right. We need to dump it to him every time. No. So they really complement each other. He can shoot. But and this is a time where LeBron can throw it to Anthony Davis. Like I saw with Miami, it was a couple possession. Like Derrick Jones Jr. was on Anthony Davis. <laughs> right. He just gave him the ball and like they didn't double it. No, I'm right. like, what the hell are y'all doing? Derrick Jones Jr. is on Anthony Davis. So I think, honestly, LeBron has played with some great players, and this isn't a hot take. I think he really compliments LeBron the well. Right. And Davis is the – not that he's the best player LeBron's played with. That's Dwayne Wade. But he's the best complimentary player that LeBron for LeBron that LeBron's played with. He LeBron doesn't have to sacrifice nothing in his game. He could be the exact player he wants to be with Anthony Davis. While with Kyrie, he got to let him have a – With Kyrie, he had to let him handle the ball, and he had to play with him that way. With Wade, they had to figure out the spacing and all that. But with Anthony Davis, he could be 100% the player that he want to be. And LeBron's really um, – we were speaking on this a while ago off off the record, but I think LeBron is playing really good defense here because he's really giving no, – yeah, I think he's, he's taking the regular – play defense. I think he's – Really taking the regular season serious this year, right? Like he's giving up, he's giving good effort on both sides of the court every game. Like he hasn't given. I don't. Not saying that he gives effort every night, but I don't think he's given this much effort on both sides in the last maybe three or four years since maybe that championship in Cleveland in 2016. Right. But well, I will say this: my problem, yes, my problem with the Lakers is my weirdly. Exact same problem with the Clippers. I don't trust nobody on their team after LeBron and Anthony Davis. Contavious Caldwell Pope, I wouldn't even play him. Avery Bradley, he's hurt like he's been the last three years. Danny Green, he shoots a high three-point percentage, but somehow he never seems to make threes. I don't know how he's shooting 43% from three. He just had those games where he's super hot, and then he go games where he doesn't score at all. I don't understand it. Um, I like Dwight Howard and I like JaVale McGee. I think they do. I think they do their roles perfectly. I like Rondo, and I know he's getting back into it. Kuz, he's been and he's been up and down. Inconsistent. Came back from injury. We understand it. So he came back from injury. He's had some. He's had some good nights, but he's also had some bad nights. So he's getting used to playing on them. And after that, who else is who else is on the team? Like. I think Rondo substitute that next instead of, you know, how with the Clippers is Lou Williams is your next score. Right. So that's what they're gonna run with. I think Rondo substitute a score for more of a playmaker. Like but you can still play him and LeBron together with Anthony Davis and not even necessarily have to play them at the five and the four, but you can. Yeah. Rondo so, is gonna be key. So yeah. I and agree. he's Rondo's knocking down the three this year as well. Yeah. And LeBron, he likes Rondo. He trusts Rondo, you could tell that him and Rondo, they click because Rondo is a smart player and Rondo a champion. So, like, and he he didn't he he earned his championship. He got his playoff stripes. We seen Rondo score forty in the playoffs. We saw what he did for that Pelicans team, and he do got an NBA championship. So I do like Rondo out there with them. But if I just 
I have to see. I'm just nervous for them in the playoffs when they do need the shooting. But what because it, it can get to a point because we saw how the Pistons played people. I mean, this is way before a lot of people time. But the people think the Pistons just like dominated Shaq and Kobe because they won 4-1. They dominated the Lakers, but Shaq and Kobe both averaged 30. Remember, nobody else could score over 10 points. Devin George would have nine. Gary uh, Fisher would have seven. Gary Payton. Like, they, they – yeah, Carmelo, Gary Payton, they were on that team. I forgot about them. They 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 really weren't good for Shaq and Kobe that year. So, and that was like – I looked at the game last night with the Clippers. Paul George and Kawhi both had 40. But remember at halftime um, – like Paul George had 25, I think, at halftime, 20 or 30, something like that. Him and Kawhi, both, like 31, him 30. And Kawhi both were in the 20s at halftime, but nobody else in the starter had scored a point. Now, certain people were out. Patrick Beverly didn't play. I don't really care about Patrick Beverly. He's not having an amazing season. He's not an offensive player anyway. Uh, I think Mo Harkless, did he play? Mo Harkless did play. Harkless played. But uh, Lou Williams didn't Lou play. Lou was out. But Lou also comes off the bench, also, and Lou. So Lou, Lou is key too. So that's like, all right, you got LeBron, AD, and Rondo. All right, you right. got Kawhi, you got PG, and you got <laughs> Lou. Because Lou also makes the game easier for Montrez Harrell. Right. Like Montrez can't get his own shot in the post or in the mid in the elbow, but you don't want. Montrez consistently create for himself. Right, you want him to play off that pick and roll with Lou, where Lou can be either a scorer or facilitator to him. Right. So I'm I'm really interested to see kind of what they what they do, how they mesh. Now, obviously, when they get down to it in the playoffs, your best players definitely, for surely, carry you. So you definitely want your best players playing their best. But it helps whoever role players play the best usually win. Also. That's that correct. that is key, unless you Michael Jordan and you just average forty. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I don't expect that to happen. But I mean, especially if you run up against a team, you know what I mean. So, but this year, I will say this though: it also I think works in both their favors. Even though it's not quote unquote super teams, it's more duos. Whose team? I mean, I don't feel like it's just teams that are just super deep. Either like who has super depth um, that has the star power to match with the depth at least a little bit of star um, because at the end of the day the Pistons had all stars so it's like we got all stars and we got depth. Miami, Miami, Miami not winning the championship this year. Probably then I'm not saying that, but I think they are a team with good depth. Yeah, they had they go everybody has a backup that's contributed. I think they have six players averaging at least twelve points. Yeah, Miami, uh, they have a team team. Like and Bam, Bam and Jimmy Butler both had triple doubles the other night. All right. With Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Harrow, I think both dropped thirty or twenty five plus. So they're pretty. They're playing really good. Jimmy Butler and Kendrick Nunn has yeah, been seven players averaging double figures. Seven players. Duncan Robinson has been a good pick. It was it's been great for him. Duncan Robinson, he looked like Uber. He, he, he actually is Uber. Tyler Hero. Shout out, let me do this first real quick. Shout out to Tyler Harrow, who's been he's been a lot better than I thought he would be. I thought he was the typical player you draft him high because he has this potential. The Joe Alexanders, Chase, typical white player to get drafted high. Yeah, Joe Alexanders, Chase Bunninger, uh, Chandler, Chandler Parson. It's always one. But Tyler Harrow has been hooping, and I I think he 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 could if it wasn't for Ja he would get some uh, rookie of the year considerations. All right, 
But isn't this also a typical Miami team? You get, you know, players that just play basketball, they skilled, tough. It's always been Miami culture. Tim Hardaway, Jamal Mashburn. Right, yeah. They didn't so win championships. They- <laughs> 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 but no, I like Miami. They third they third in the East, yeah. which is like eighteen and seven. They're still undefeated at home, I think. Or did they lose at home to the Lakers? The they lost to the Lakers. At yeah, home. that was their first okay. loss. I think Philly's, Philly's undefeated because they just beat because they just beat Boston. Speaking uh, of Philly, Philly, it was you know Philly started off the season hot, five and zero, and then you know he had the Embiid um, suspension, and Ben got hurt, and stuff was just weird. They got messed, and they started losing a little bit. Now they seem like they've gotten hot again, 20 or 7 second in the second East. And B just had a big night the other night. Right. He was out hoop the other night. Dropped 38 and 13 on Boston. Right, and then he bounced back with 24 and 11. And Ben Simmons also had 24 and 11. Philly's been getting hot, and I hope they keep going. This um, is the time, and this is the time to get hot. Right. Like middle, mid, late December, late January, all-star break, you want to build some kind of momentum. Right. But I think um, what's going to happen now, like you said, you're going to build momentum. Ben usually starts – he always starts – when I've looked at his stats recently, he always starts the season kind of slow and then picks up in the middle to end of December into January. That's kind of how he made his all-star stride last year. The difference this year has been Embiid didn't start off the year as hot this year as he did last year. And one thing I want to give Embiid his credit for, you know, it's easy. You know, you heard the criticism that Shaq and, and Charles Barkley gave him, and it's easy – for players to just say that they don't know what they're talking about and they hating or, you know, they just getting on them because people sticking my day. And sometimes they are like that. But one thing I've always gave him B credit for is he he know he's good and he know he talks a lot of trash. So I feel like he does really well of holding himself accountable. I've seen him after a game say, you know, I play like trash. I could be better. So I thought it was cool that you know, they told him, you could be the best player, you could be better. He was like, I hear you, and y'all are right. I should be better. Because Embiid's averaging 22 and 11. This man averaged 27 and 12 last year. 22 points is like 25, I get it. 22, not, not good, good enough. enough. 25, he can't average less than 25 points per game. Because I know Tobias got to eat. Josh Richardson need to need to get more. He needs to be better on the court. And Ben Simmons need his possessions too. And Al Horford. He also is going to want to – he's going to get up some points too. So, I get 25, but 22 points per game. Philly yeah. Philly all, went chose a championship contender for 22 points, points from NBA. I feel like a lot of that is on Brett Brown as well, not putting in the offensive system that fits everybody, where everybody can be involved equally. I think Brett Brown should be that coach, so I agree. <laughs> but, yeah. I want to switch gears real quick. We really yeah. don't. We really don't do this much because we always try to shout out the people that's playing really well. But <clears throat> Darius Garland, who we both thought was going to be pretty good in the NBA, yeah. and Kyle Sexton, who we still both had questions about, have been terrible together for the most part. Yeah, it's just not clicking. Darius Garland is leading them in assists with two point eight. Two point eight assists. Like he had Dame Lillard comparisons coming out of college. He didn't play much last year because of the ACL injury, but he's just not – just whatever it is just isn't working. Like a lot of the nights, Jordan Clarkson finishes, closes out the game with Colin Sexton. I've seen a rumor report that, you know, they looking to shop Colin Sexton. I don't know how that, – that's probably not true, but – They're not keeping both of them, so I wouldn't be surprised. 
It's just not mesh. It's not meshing well at all. I don't know why they what they were even thinking with that anyway. Why did they think he was gonna mess? They're both undersized guards. They're both real isolation heavy. So I don't know what they thought the idea would be that. Maybe they thought Garland was gonna be such a good shooter, but I knew this wasn't gonna work from the start of the year when they said that you know Garland was a better passer, so he was gonna play point guard. And the year started with Kyle Sexton said. I'm not playing shooting guard. That's how the year started. He said he the point guard. He not playing. I'm the Monte Monte Ellis, Steph Curry again, and Monte Ellis got shipped out. And <laughs> Kyle Sexton, I believe, is gonna be on his way out. He hasn't done anything, honestly, to be like I'm not doing that. All right. Like y'all not y'all not winning. You didn't win rookie of the year. You know they had talks last year. Uh, you know some of the veterans said that he doesn't know what it is to be a point guard yet, and that's because he's really kind of just a, a ball-heavy athlete. He he's a, he's an NBA talent, but I think Colin he he's solid, but I don't think he's he's really as good as he may think he is. And um, I don't know. I, I don't even know who they would trade. What what would they trade him for? But he's a young point guard, second year in the league, so they can get somebody. Probably include him in some kind of Kevin Love deal or Tristan Thompson. More than likely, but if it was me, I would build around Garland. Because if you're going to keep, at some point, Cleveland, even if you're trying to lose, you got to lose with some sense of direction. So, either, and that's, you know, always the key. It, it, it always get lost in the process because of how bad it was, and that was the point. And they weren't willing to accept mediocre young players who, like, all right, y'all going to average this and we going to do this every year. No. Like, 17 and two assists from my point guard. It's like you, if you, if he was averaging 20 and two assists, like, all right, well, at least he's giving me 20. But you ain't even averaging 20 points. Like, you averaging two assists a game. And maybe some of Garland, he could be better if he didn't have Sexton. Because Sexton got to get his touches. All right. So, I just wanted to throw that out. Like I said, we usually don't, we usually just highlight the players that we consider who was, you know, the ones that are balling, but that just wasn't. I just had to throw that out there real quick. Right. James Harden is hooping, though. He's yeah, back he's to definitely back. been on the tail recently. Back to back, 50, 50, point 50 and 10 threes. First player since Steph in the 2015-16 season. I you, think uh, you saying you really to say that he's arguably the best offensive player ever? Nah, I don't even – I I don't even think I'll ever consider him, put him into consideration for it. Well, I'm giving this. It depends. If he keeps winning scoring titles, because if he wins scoring titles, well, when he wins the scoring title this year, because it's safe to say he's probably going to hold his average. We'll see. It's still, it's still very what early. Number, but what, number, what, what number would this be as far as scoring titles? Or three? Four? This would be three for him. So, if he wins three. Is he in, he in your conversation? He's he he's he could be in the arguably. Yes, yeah, why I'm arguably. But yeah, he could be in the arguably. Everybody's arguably except Jordan. But Jordan won ten. That's yeah, why I'm saying everybody. So, you can argue everybody Jordan except won, Jordan. He won more scoring titles than Wilt, but Wilt is kind of by the fuck because Wilt purposely started scoring less, so Wilt couldn't master scoring and winning. Scoring was the key for Jordan to win. That's how you know he was the best player when you could score and like that's the key. Right, at the end of the day, you gotta. Outscore the opponent. Right. But I still don't think, like I said, you can make an argument once his average gets there and once you got three scoring titles because really I got to say four because only so many people got. Once you get four, you elite. That's KD. That's Irishman. That's George Gervin. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan. Jordan. Jordan Wilt. That's right. it. That's it. 
I can respect That's it. That's it. I can respect it. But even to get three, it's rare to get three yeah, also. So. That's what I'm saying. So, like, right now, especially with how he's doing it, it's not like he's doing it. You know, he's doing it at damn near 40 points. Yeah, 39 so points per game. That's what I'm saying. Can't you just, you know, you can say arguably he's in that conversation right now. Yeah, you you got to say arguably he is uh, one of the best scorers of all time. You're right, so I take it back. Even even well, he's gonna win the scoring title this year. It's just a matter of what's his. I just wonder what his final, final average gonna be because when I see the number, I'm like, dang, is he gonna average 39? I mean, he averaged 37 last year. Hmm. Is he gonna average 39 points per game all year? He not gonna take no days off. If he out there, he gonna get it. If he out there, he gonna get the shots up. And, and the key, I was just saying, that's the key is he gonna get the shots up, and that's their their offense. They play a real, they they play a real. I don't even know how to describe it, but they play an offense where your best player takes the most shots, and it just makes sense. If you're not wide open, why are you shooting the ball? It's only James Harden and <laughs> Russell Westbrook should shoot the ball. And I, I'm not totally mad at that. It's just how they do it as far as it just being isolation and not no movement and him dribbling right, nah, 80 yeah. times a game. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, Jordan took the most shots. And, Kobe and, took the and most how shots. the Lakers look right now, I mean, the Clippers – with this current team, if it's just ain't Kawhi, Paul, Paul George, is why you shooting the ball. Right. So I I get it. They just haven't won with it. Right. So, but I'm just like, man, is his final average gonna be 39 points per game? But then can like, of course, you want him to win one. You think you know you gonna do it in regular season, do it in the playoffs, figure it out a way. But isn't doesn't that sometimes that's what happens? You run into a team that you just can't get past, and that's what happened with them in Golden State. Yeah, you have a fluke year like the uh, when San Antonio put them out, where you just lose to a random team. But sometimes the team just like they've beaten them five of the last six years in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. It. I. I it. It happens like everybody ran into Jordan. That was the team that you couldn't get past, no matter who else you beat. If you don't beat Jordan, them it doesn't matter. If you didn't beat the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe, it didn't matter. Right. I get it. I just think it'd be you. You're not telling yourself the truth if you're not just honestly saying James Harden isn't exactly the same player in the playoffs too, though. Because it's like I get it. You know what I mean? Jordan were average, and yeah, I'm. People get mad when you bring Jordan. People like he's not Jordan. But when we had these conversations, if you're saying that somebody better than Jordan, I'm gonna start telling you why you why he's not. And your comparison is officially there because Daryl Murray said that he's a better scorer ever than Jordan. And when people bring you into Jordan conversation, you gotta take the heat of why you're not better than Jordan. Right. So I'm not gonna take away from him as a player, but this is why he's not better than Jordan. So James Harden. When Jordan averaged 30 during the season, when Iverson averaged 30 during the season, they didn't go in the playoffs and average 25, 28. They averaged 30. KD averaged 28 during the season. He averaged 30 during the playoffs. Remember, like, the Thunder year? Right. And he averaged, what, 30 in the conference finals and, like, 35 and 30, the, 33, right. 35 in the finals? Right. Like, Kawhi averaged 28 for the season last year. He averaged 32 in the playoffs. James Harden averaged 37 last year. And my number is not off, is off, but I believe he averaged about 29 points in the playoffs because KD led the playoffs in scoring with 33 points. Then Kawhi was second at 32, which means James Harden is already seven points below his average. You can't average 37, and that's what leads you to 60 wins, and then think we're going to get in the playoffs, and now I'm going to average 29, and we're going to win. We, we used to playing with you averaging 37. So if you're going to average 39 during the season, are you going to do that in the playoffs? Is he going to average 40 points in the playoffs? Because that's how y'all winning. 
you can't be like, all right, I'm averaging 39. Now we get to the playoffs. All right, Clinton, Clinton, you get 20 shots now. I need you to average 20. Right. Like, no, we've been winning like this. I do think his average is going to take a dip because there's one key thing in that average, too. Eric Gordon isn't out there, and Eric Gordon averages 20 points per game. So that definitely – I will put that in there. So right. once Eric Gordon comes back, we'll but he's hurt. Right. So, But I do expect him to take a dip because of that. But he averaged 37 with Eric Gordon on the team last year. But it was no Westbrook. So We'll see. We'll see. But, but speaking of hurt players real quick, um, Zion Williamson – there were, I've been seeing it multiple times. Jalen Rose has spoke on it. Dang, Kobe only got two scoring titles. My bad. Yeah, he yeah. did. Probably not coming back this year. I see Jalen. crazy. Jalen said that, you know, I don't want to misquote him, but he said that um, they might take the Joel Embiid route with him. I think that was Jalen Rose that said that. Oh. Have him just, just sit out until they, you know, think he's ready. Until he's ready. Yeah. I think it's still. So does this mean that his injury would? Because remember, Joel and B had legitimately he had, he had a bad foot and they knew that coming in. But so does this mean his injury was worse than what we thought? I think maybe uh, probably so, but I think it's still even with the. I think with a lot of people, for not I know you always bring this up about him because of how he eats, you know how you eat in the past. When he put on when he remember when he broke his foot, he got up to like three. Twenty three forty, like he was like a big Joel and B got yeah. bigger. So I think him putting on all that weight also prolonged that injury. But because he was still athletic on that weight though, like he was still right, able yeah. to jump and stuff. And I think he's still been working that weight off, which is why he still get hurt a lot, or why it seems like he's not in the best of well, shape. He was eating chick, twenty Chick Fil A sandwiches. Right. And I think that's what happened with Zion because we've all, you know, we've both been on the side of, you know, they're gonna have to watch his weight, like regardless of how you feel about it. He is a heavier dude, so you do he have. He's six five and two eighty. Like you do have to watch it. You do have to watch his weight, and I think it was a knee injury, so he can't move like how you want to move. He can't just walk how you want to walk. He can't run or anything. So you get not lazy, but you have to sit around a lot. All right. So you sit around, not thinking about it. You eating, and then you know, take a pain, take whatever prescribed they prescribe you. you eat, you drink. You just sit and chill because you can't get on the treadmill yet, can't walk around yet. You so you limited. So I think that plays a part into it. And yes, the injury probably was worse than what they said it was. Because remember, he also got injured in summer league and preseason. Right. I just think this is, if he's not gonna play this year. <coughs> excuse me. If he's not gonna play this year, that just means me. Yeah, that the injury was definitely worse than they thought it was. Um, or maybe it is maybe they they kind of gonna go like the ben, remember Ben Simmons when he broke his foot, but Ben Simmons didn't really have an injury history, right? So he broke his foot. Right, he hasn't been hurt since that, right? Yeah, this year was the first injury he's had since that for real, and he was out like two games right. or whatever. But I just think it, it has to be worse, or maybe they they want to rack up the losses. I don't know, but we'll see, man. So I signed the biggest contract. Shoot contract in, in uh, for Ricky money wise. So, Jared Jackson. Hopefully, we get to see the shoes on court one day. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Jackson dropped forty three on Giannis head the other night. <laughs> Had the Cal Anderson dunked on his head. How you get dunked on by slow mo? Hey man, slow. He's six eight. He's six eight dunked on Giannis head. But Jared Jackson had forty three. 
Jared Jackson is a weird player to me. I know you always bring up how he have a good night. He's probably gonna come back and have a bad night. Yeah, he's really he's really inconsistent. His shooting form throws me off. This is a terrible shooting form. I see somebody say like a chip pass towards the basket. Right. Yeah. He he definitely not that far from the Joe Cam Noah shooting form. But it was dropping. It just happened to drop last night. Like say he put forty three on Milwaukee. Dropped forty three on Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, Jaren a player that got some pretty good potential, and especially with having Ja as a point guard, they probably just need a, a good wing. They're Anthony Edwards away. Anthony Edwards Anthony away. Anthony Edwards would be a good pickup for them. So I think that's what because uh, they they need a, they need a scoring wing, somebody to go with Ja, somebody that could kind of that could shoot the ball. A a big wing would be nice also, but. A scoring wing, and then you you still got slow mo who can handle the ball, play right. good defense, good size. Jaron Jackson, yeah, they it's a good future down there in Memphis. <coughs> I see a lot of it was just a shift real quick, but shout out to Memphis one more time. John Morant, Ricky of the year over here from us. The Atlanta Hawks think future seem to be. Throwing off just a tad bit with all the injuries and whatnot over there. Trey Young came out recently and said, you know, it was rumors he came out and said he been feel like he been letting them down. Trey Young has been letting them down. Yeah, I don't know how he's playing great. The rest of the team playing terrible. Right. Yeah. He, I mean, he's <laughs> at about twenty five and nine multiple. I mean, seems like he's getting thirty every other night. Right, right. Honestly, Trey Young is. If it wasn't for Luca, we probably would be talking about Trey Young a little more. But Trey Young has let the team down. Cam Reddish shooting twenty eight percent has let the team down. De- DeAndre Hunter forgetting that he's a top five pick letting the team down. John Collins getting suspended for, for drugs <laughs> lets the team down. Kevin Hoyer's hurt. Trey Trey Young and Jabari Parker have just been hooping. Alex Lynn has been playing nice for them. Alex Lynn has been great his whole Atlanta career. It was such a great move for him to go to the Hawks. They, I hope he, he stays there long term because he, he gets to just play his role there. He gets to be big. He gets to rebound. You know, he, he dunks the ball a lot. I like Alex Lynn with the Hawks. But, um, I mean, the Hawks are pretty terrible. Some people thought that they could make some playoff noise. I never thought that they were going to make a playoff run. I thought they was going to be one of those teams that wasn't good, but on certain nights because they, they have a player so, so good as Trey Young, they look, they they like – I said this on the previous Hoopers episode about the Miami Heat. Miami Heat have nights where you think, dang, they can win the East. But really, they really like a six seed. But they're going to probably finish in the top four. Right. But they're really like a six. Atlanta going to have nights where you like, man, they can make the playoffs. But they really a, a bottom five team in the NBA. Yeah. Right. It's Trey Young, Jabari Parker. John Collins when he when he come back and then a bunch of young dudes. I like Kevin Horder, Cam Reddish. He he looks like a bust. Like and it's way too early to say, obviously. He's right. gonna develop I, I I'm high on Cam. <clears throat> Excuse me, why I was, but he he I thought he was gonna develop into a player, but he struggled in college. Now he's struggling in the NBA. So we'll see how he uh, reacts to it, but everybody else gotta step up. I mean yeah, Trey's averaging twenty-seven and eight point six assists. Yeah. Those, I mean, there's <clears throat> no. What else can you ask for Trey? Right. And DeAndre Hunter, he's gotten better 
over the last few games, he's coming along. He had a big night uh, a few games ago. I think he had 25, 28 points, something like that. He had a big night. But they got to just continue to get better. And then just drive better players. Right. They're still young. They're young team. Saying, nah, right, of course. This, this is how and don't get this. suspended for drugs because John Collins, <laughs> that's 19 to 10 out the lineup. Yeah, so, right. And that's, the, that's a body out the lineup. Like, a trade. And the one thing, when I think they're really, really, really ready to compete, they're going to have to get Trey Young a good backup. Somebody who you can play with Trey <clears> Young. <throat> you can take him out in the offense, still run smoothly. With, now you can get John Collins more involved in the offense without Trey, so he can still get his numbers. Because once Trey Young goes out of the game, nobody can run the offense. Like, right, Cam yeah. Reddish was supposed to be the backup point guard, but that didn't work out. Evan Turner. You know how I feel about him. Never works out. Right. Nobody can provide. Nobody's providing him good minutes. So with John Collins out, that's the score. That's like nineteen to ten. Right. Whereas you compare it to Luca, who's just looks on a whole nother level, getting forty. You know, dropping forty every other night. He right. got he got them in third place. And I was gonna bring it to Luca too, but the difference you can see with Mark Cuban being such, and this is why he's such a great owner how he built this team around Luka where they have good – He Luka already has good role players, and we already know how good – like, Trey's already 27 a game. Luka's 30 a game. But Luka's second-best player is Kristaps, who – Kristaps is averaging 16 just like Jabari is. John Collins is averaging 17. But, you know, Kristaps is also a level player. But the role players, Finley Smith, Dwight Powell, Tim Hardaway, Steph Curry had 30 the other Seth. day. Yeah. Keebler had he he's a good role player. I'm super high on uh, Delon right. I think he Delon right. Excuse me. I think he just plays his role. He has big nights. He knows who he is as a player. I think Jaylen, he could be Jaylen better. Jalen Bronson's been right. good in his role. Justin Jackson's been consistent behind the three point line. Those are really good role players. And then when your best player is Luke Trey's averaging twenty seven and eight, and people talk about he was a bad trade for Luca. <laughs> this is second year in the league, and he averaging twenty seven and eight. And they saying, "Dang, should the Hawks should have kept Luca?" Honestly, I think if if Luca played for the Hawks, they probably be in the playoffs. playoffs. <laughs> no, but if, seriously, if if Luca played for the Hawks, though, he would still be putting it's, up thirty. But, you, but he'd be doing it on a bad team, also. Like, but you want to know Luca's role players are. Right. A thousand times Because you still have to put Luka in the same situations, right? John Collins being out for being suspended for drugs. Um, Kevin Horton being hurt. Cam Reddish shooting 28%. DeAndre Hunter being up and down. So you still have to do all the substitutions. Luka has young vets on his team. While Trey just got young people. Right. I mean, I still think Luka's a better player, obviously. But But I think Trey having 27 and 8 in his second year, that's crazy. But you know the trade made the trade made sense on both sides. We always said just fit wise personality. Yeah, I think Trey. I think Trey fit Atlanta more because he, for one, he speaks English better. He he does like being out there more since he been here. You know he like he did the ABL over the summer. He you know he he hangs with Quavo or whatever. He's he's connected to the the city, and I think Dallas fits Luca because. Dallas already had Dirk, they, so they know about, you know, they're comfortable with the international stars. They fit each other well. So I think it makes sense. Right. And I think Mark Cuban, I think he was done well with Trey also, but I think he likes having an international star on his team. So For sure. D- Dirk to Luka was the perfect transition. And Trey T.L. works. Yeah, I, sure. like, I like Trey in that ladder. 
sure. We just trip. need John Collins to play. And hope, I just hope when John Collins come back, that's going to take away from what Jabari is doing because they're basically the same player. Well, now you can bring so, Jabari off the bench so they won't be in each other's way. And yeah, they won't be in each other's way. And then you can still play them together. Right. And there's still space because Jabari can shoot. Right. John Collins can shoot a tad bit, and you know you can flip-flop him on the post and on the weak side. I, I'm not going to lie. I would experiment playing them together. I would just have to do it because Trey plays really well with Jabari. I would, I would. It gave him two. It gave him two options. I put John Collins at. The, I wouldn't start yeah, it. No, nah. but I would put John Collins at the center. You develop. You start. You start developing that lineup because maybe you do keep Jabari long. You know. Past oh, I'm keeping year. Jabari, unless he unless he getting twenty five plus a year. Nah, I don't think he got a 20, 20 yeah, a year last year. So yeah. I, I think, think this year he's under. Keep Jabari. I think he's about ten. You, you develop that. You know that three man punch and Kevin Hoyer should be the third player. Then DeAndre Hunter. And Cam Reddish, you know, that's the thought of that, even if it's not Jabari, but a team similar, a five-man lineup similar to that where you got five shooters, five playmakers. I'm keeping Jabari for sure, though. I think uh, Atlanta, just like I think Portland need to already be thinking about bringing back Melo, I'm keeping Jabari. I feel you on so, that. Jabari fits well with the team. He fit with Trey. And Jabari, uh, he, a play, he, a, he a piece you need. So, yeah, definitely keep Jabari in Atlanta. But Trey, it's not your fault. You, you Obviously, you're going to continue to get better. But trust me, um, 27 and 8 don't happen in your second year. It does. 27 and 8, 27.7 and 8.6. That's for, for the numbers of people that like to round them up, that's 28 and 9. <laughs> I'm giving him 28 and 9. He's averaging 28 points. Should have some number numbers. He's averaging 28 points per game. Game of Larry Joe numbers straight up. Assists per game in his second year in the NBA. Trade the best Atlanta Hawks fan of all time. Whoa. <laughs> hot take. That's a hot take. <laughs> Joe Johnson, Dominique, Dikembe Mutombo, Bob Pettit, Bob Pettit, Pistol Pete, Pistol Pete, Trey Young. He in there. Second year in the You're league. Right. I mean, who else is Second there? year in the league. Who, who is Josh Smith, Marvin Wiggs, Mike Bibby? Glenn no, Robinson. Right. I know the Hawks. Look, I know Jason Terry. I know these guys, yeah, man. Right. Mookie Blaylock, Sharif. Shout out to Sharif. Shout out to Sharif. I'm putting Sharif with the first crowd. I like Sharif. He Steve in the first, nah, he in the first group. Steve Smith, Smitty, he in the first group. Kevin Willis. Nah, I feel you. Now you ain't second group. Shout out to Jamal Crawford. Crawford. Jamal Crawford, second group. Al Horford. He's in the mix of the first group, but <laughs> Trey's, he's better than Jamal Crawford. I feel you. Nah, nah, I get what you mean Because, exactly. you know, there's been a few And then, when I add to that Trey is a bona fide all-star yeah, The only sure. bona fide, like, Hawks players That are all-stars Pistol Pete, Dominique, Joe Johnson, Trey Young Everybody else Bob Pettit Bob Pettit, yeah, no disrespect Bob Pettit they, Everybody else, they had to work for their love Jamal Crawford didn't make the all-star team Sharif got overlooked when he was here And they were they were, they were were solid when he was here Yeah uh, uh, no, Sharif was on bad teams. Yes. My bad. My, my bad. Yeah, he, they weren't good when Sharif was here. I just like Sharif. No, yeah, so, for sure. Sharif, Sharif, he was balling. Original one and done. Look him up, young niggas. Sharif, I'll do it right here. Trey Young, 27-8 in his rookie year. Show me a half second year. Second year. And Joe wasn't drafted here. Right. So, that I was taking that in effect Fair. when I said Trey. I'm not Joe. Before we Joe average 25, yeah. not 27-8. <laughs> so, shout out to Joe, big Look. three MVP. He should be in the NBA right now, too. Pistons, y'all don't look so good right now. Y'all cut Joe to start Bobby Brown. 
And uh, <laughs> who, who was the other guy starring? I don't even know. Uh, Christian Woods. Christian Woods. Like, what? Let's go sign Joe Johnson. Uh, before we get out of here, a lot of people had this team as a title contender. Not as you touch ass? Yes, sir. Oh, I already knew you. You was going with this. I, and I like what is I, you Utah's know, problem. I want to like Donovan Mitchell so I do. Much. Like, I like Spider. I don't Donovan like Clint Snyder. I gotta say it. Mike Conley sucks. Oh yeah, we, I ain't surprised about Rudy that. Rudy Gobert isn't going anywhere, so I don't even throw that out there. I already knew that too. Donovan Mitchell is really good, but he ain't good enough. Ooh, Dang, it hurts to say it because I like Spider. Love Spider. He played. He's. I don't think he can be your best player and win the championship. He has, you know what my thing is with Spider? He has nights where he's fully he aware. Got nice, he liked Dwayne Wade in like 05, yeah, like, he, like He's fully aware of what's going on. He understands like when to shoot, when not to shoot, when to do this, when to do that. And then he has some nights where he just looked like 25 shots for 24 <laughs> points. Like, what happens, Spider? He looked like 25 shots for 24 points. Like, I don't he think does, especially. He, he does that sometimes, and it's so weird. Especially on, on this team. When people said that they had to be, they were a championship contender team. The first thing I said was they don't even have an all star. And for one, you got to be an all star. And for two, I think if you're not gonna have an all star, Donovan Mitchell, everybody else is solid. That if Donovan Mitchell was so good, like if he was 28 points per game, they go to the championship. Oh, He'd be sure. all star then. If, sure. he was, if he was 28, if he was averaging 28, Trey averaging 27, Luca averaging 30. I mean, I ain't saying you got to do what they doing, but. <laughs> You year three, they year two. Right. No, I and, and you got better support cast than both of them. No, for sure. But but with that said, Mike Conley has not been good. Yeah. He's, he's really I not been good. Working. I just want to I, I think he missed Memphis. Is he homesick? Because he really hasn't been I good. I think. And Utah, they, in, six, they in sixth place. He's about one, where I said they would yeah, be. I think he's one of those players. You know, you had those players. That, you always had those few players every generation where it's like, man. You get him out of that situation that you see is falling, and you put him in a situation where his team is already set. He's a veteran. They're ready made. They're ready made. No, it's not over for him. Like they're ready made playoff team. So he's gonna come in. He's gonna hit the ground running. He's gonna be an all star. His numbers gonna jump up. Mike Conley is not that guy. Yeah. And you always have those players. Then he always. You have those players. Not to say that Mike Conley isn't good, but I remember the 2015 Warriors playoff run. People say that Golden State only beat them because Mike Conley was hurt. <laughs> like Steph would the MVP that game. <laughs> right. Mike Mike Conley was right. like he's a good player, but Donovan Mitchell's averaging twenty five this year. But that's Mike Conley's averaging thirteen and four. That's not so good. Yeah. Like, and he was starting off. Mike, the remember Mike Conley was the richest player in NBA history. Yeah, of course. Like, he's shooting thirty six percent from the field. He getting paid thirty million dollars a year. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty thirty six percent for thirty million dollars. Like this, this isn't the worst roster. This is actually a pretty decent roster. They they they're solid. The difference is, Rudy Gobert isn't really an all star. He not he not international Rudy. This ain't the feeble World Championships. Right. Mike Conley has not been good, and Bogey's been good for the night. twenty points per game. And Donovan Mitchell, although he's been good, 25 a game, 44% for the field. I like those numbers. He's just not – he ain't been – he's been – he hasn't been good enough. All right. I think uh, he could be better. I think he could be better, Spider. Mike Conley can definitely be better. Mike Conley. Yeah. 
I don't know what you want to say about him, but Bogey has been really, really good for them. Twenty parts per game. I always liked him uh, for a pickup for oh, them. Sure, yeah. Even though I knew that was gonna take away from my boy Beer Bong, Beer Bong Joe. Yeah. <laughs> but yep. Yeah, on that note, I'm John W. Fresh X. We are the Hoopers. All right, ballers.